Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough. The beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, guys. Good morning for those of you who are experiencing morning as I am. Uh, Good afternoon or good evening for anyone and everyone else. I'm excited to be here. I I have got an issue that is so important that just got triggered for me by uh, someone. Jake wrote in. Um, I've been working on Jake a couple. I, I think I did two or three times with Jake, private sessions. I think he's listened to a radio show, done some healings and things like that. And he's been very good about keeping me up to date a week or two will go by and it'll give me some sort of update. And the recent update I got from him was absolutely perfect for me to bring on air because I think many of us have gone through this. If we aren't going through it now, we've gone through it in the past and or we know a lot of people who are going through it. And so I just thought this is so great, and I asked Jake if I could address this issue on the radio and do a healing for him on the radio, and he agreed. So, um, you know, sometimes when you're in that place, you don't think anybody else is in that place with you, but I know that we are, or we have been, or perhaps we will be down the line, and we certainly have friends and family that are in this kind of place. So I really brought to mind the idea of discussing the whole magic bullet and idea and also to explain some things that I explain all the time in bits and pieces. And I have meetup groups, I have private sessions, I have, of course, the radio show and friends and family. And so what happens is I I explain bits and pieces here or there, but who of my audience would have tuned in to all of those bits and pieces. So I decided I really needed to pull together this whole, this idea and really explain to you something about the energy work and put it together as a whole, not just bits and pieces. And I know that, um, I know that Jake is really excited about it. He gave me permission to use his story and I think He's gotten some, I, I've explained some of it to him one-on-one, so some of it, it, as he listens to the show, will be a repeat for him, but it doesn't hurt to get the repeat. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's really about really getting it 
and taking it in and understanding it. Now, you may reject it once you do. Of course, this show is never about you have to believe me and, you know, you can, this work won't work unless you believe. It's not about believe, as, I, as I've said often. It's about literally standing the center and being in that neutral place. Allow the information, the energy just to process, and then you can decide afterward how it resonates with you. If we shut the information off right off the bat, that's that's it. We don't really have a chance, do we? We don't have a chance to think about it later, to decide if it works for us or not. When we've already made the decision up front, oh, this isn't going to work. Okay? So that's why the higher selves tell us to stand between belief and disbelief, because it gives, our, gives us a bigger chance to take something in and really hear it and then make the decision after we've heard it, being discern, discerning, basing it on where we are and what's right for us in, in that moment. Um, but give us a chance at least to process it all, to bring it all in. Okay, so here's what Jake wrote me. And again, this is an email following up some prior sessions that we had. She says, things aren't looking great on my end. Nothing has moved forward, and I'm in the exact same spot I was a month ago. Now, only now, I'm just about out of the money I had left. The change in scenery hasn't helped as I'm having just as an impossible time finding work here as I did in L.A. Jake moved out of town. He went north, and thinking he would have, he had a friend or someone that he um, could stay with while he tried to get work, but it wasn't helping. So we just um, you can hear just just coming out from his heart is the discouragement that he has. I know when he first contacted me and we started working, there was hope again for him. And he's one that's been working on himself. He said, I don't know exactly what modality or what, how, but he said he's been working on himself the last four years or so. And the it, his pattern just seems to be getting worse and worse. So he, when he talked with me, of course, you know me, I'm all about hope, and uh, also not for no reason, but because there's real hope, huge hope, with this work. So he was feeling really good, and then when things didn't change, there a couple things changed earlier, but as of this email, he felt like he was in the same place he was a month earlier. So for him, the discouragement is just, it just wafted right off the page and it was hard for me to hear because it's 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 hard when um when that when things don't shift or don't shift in a way that someone is expecting or wanting so the discouragement was really really palpable and his issue was not being able to find work and having financial problems losing his apartment losing a lot of stuff uh problems in life and just and then something he'd go around the corner, something else would happen that would require him to spend money that he didn't really have. And so there was just very, you know, the financial issues were really screaming at him. And it seems like it wasn't helping where he moved. So anyway, um, I want to talk about this magic bullet issue because... Part of the problem, and not certainly not all the problem, and it's not really even a problem, it's just a reality that we all have, is that we, we hope so much, we often want that magic bullet. 
um, we want something to happen quick. We're so miserable, especially by the time you reach out to me. We're so miserable people, you know, um, that that we just, we want somebody to fix it for us. We want somebody to come in and have the answers and make it right for us. And we come with genuine, uh, pure intention. Uh, clearly, Jake is someone that does the work, the spiritual work, even though I'm not sure exactly what he did, but it, it, he still was making the attempt. He was still focused on working on himself. And all of those things are really great. And then, you know, when those don't work, we get this discouragement and this buildup and we're just, de we become desperate. And therefore the magic bullet becomes more of a focus. It's like, if we don't have some sort of miracle right about now, I'm going to kill myself. I mean, he never said that, but you know what I'm saying? It's like we, we just get to the point where it better be a magic bullet or else. Plus in this society, you know, we're all about instant gratification um, in, in a lot of cases and a lot of scenarios. But it's really important, and I'm talking to the choir because I know many people out there, even Jake, understand this, that there's really a But I'm saying it again, okay? I'm saying it again because somehow... We can understand this on so many levels, but when it comes to the spiritual work, we don't really get it as much. But it's really important to understand the need for commitment. I mean, you know, I talk about the gym analogy all the time. When we want to get our body into shape, or let's say you want to go get your gaming skills uh top-notch or you want to work your way up in your career or maybe you want to become an athlete uh, or you know some sort of expert in some sport you know um, a, a professional or you just want to be able to play well so you can join the local team or you can uh, whatever um, we know that we don't roll out of bed one morning after we've made the decision the night before oh you know I really want to get on my you know the a triple a tennis team and be a real uh, player. We don't roll out of bed and, and discover, hey, you know, we're now that tennis player. We all know that we need to com commit and focus on whatever our goal is. If and and we need to practice. We need to practice. We need to do it on a consistent basis. It would never occur to us to go to a doctor that just decided he was going to go to medical school, read a few books, and then put out a shingle. No, there is a process to become an expert or to become good at what you're doing or to become proficient at what you're doing. And it's the same is needed here. And I'm going to explain that a little bit more down the line. But I just want you to understand. Now, if speaking of doctors, if we had a serious uh, physical problem, let's say we had cancer, maybe we had a stroke and we become, you know, the one side of our body has become weak and unusable. What, what would we do? We would take time, first of all, to figure out the best course of action. Now, with cancer, we all know there's many, many options. Uh, and even within one option, let's say we decide to do the, the traditional chemo route, there are many, many different cancer centers. And many cancer centers are experts at one type of cancer or another and we would get online we would do the research we would talk to everyone we knew we'd google just about everything and we become 
an expert at our disease and how to get, how to treat it in every way, right? And then once we've made the decisions about how to treat it, we wouldn't just willy-nilly, oh, well, I guess maybe I'm going to, you know, do a chemo here. Uh, we would have a plan. We would be really active and involved in our own healing. And that's exactly what is needed here. We want to be active involved in our own healing, guys. Let's say you had a stroke. And the stroke, as I said, it, it disabled you on one side of the body and it affected your speech and everything else. What do we do? We have to go into rehab. We have to do what we need to do. Again, we become aware. We learn what we can. We make decisions based on as much information as we can pull in. And then we set to it and we do the work. We don't want to be lying around unable to use one hand, unable to speak clearly, uh, unable to walk perhaps. We want to get back. We want to heal that situation as best we can. And again, this is the same with the energy work. It is important, guys, for everyone to understand that we've been along, we've been alive for eons of lifetimes. You've heard me say this over and over again. We have accumulated so much energetic baggage. Where do we get the baggage? We created it. Each individual creates it for themselves. Every time we think a thought, every time we do an action, every time we have an emotional response, we are creating energetics that move into our energy bodies. When we end one life, they don't disappear. Ah, no way. They fold into the energy field that we have carried from all the prior lives. And in this way, we accumulate, 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 accumulate more and more and more energies. They get complex. They get intertwined. We get soul scrambles. We develop patterns. We develop workarounds and defense mechanisms and coping styles. Uh, we develop intense emotional problems, psychological problems. All these things, hurts and wounds, we just add to lifetime after lifetime. So here we are in this life. And guess what? We come with an enormous amount of gar garbage. And we need to deal with that garbage. Just like if you get cancer, it's a big thing in your body. And you have to deal with it. And you, nobody with cancer, nobody who, whether they've had it or they know somebody with cancer, nobody would think, oh, well, it just takes a couple of, you know, times going to the doctor and wishful thinking. It doesn't take that, guys. It takes effort. It takes commitment to the self. And so does this energetic baggage. Now, the good news is we have the techniques. We have everything that we need. We don't have to go to a, um, you know, a fancy cancer center, or not fancy, or a expensive is really the word I'm looking for, an expensive medical solution uh, to... And, and pay out a lot of money. Everybody comes totally equipped. Everybody comes totally equipped. And guess what? I give this information away to everyone for free because I don't think something that is our right that I should charge for, for something that you already have just to bring your awareness. And that's all I'm doing is I'm bringing the awareness. So I talk on the radio over and over again to 
let you know that you have this energetic baggage, where it comes from, how it's developed, and what we can do about it. And we can do a lot about it. Now, I'm going to talk in a bit about, uh, give you an example of someone who, but I want to go jump uh, to another email I got from Jake. So just hold that on, on hold, put that on hold. Um, I want to just say that, you know, I bend over backwards to never, and I mean never, say that this, what I teach, these techniques and all of that, is the be-all, end-all. And it's the only thing. They, I always talk out of genuine uh, sincerity that there are many, many modalities out there that can help us. And how wonderful that there are many because there's something for everyone. If there was only two or four modalities, you know, probably 80% of the people wouldn't be able to relate for some reason because of their particular soul journey, their particular baggage. They, when we carry the baggage, we have blinders on. We see basically how we've been conditioned over eons of time, conditioned and um, held to the tunnel vision by our belief systems. So if there weren't a lot of avenues to help others, it would be much more difficult to reach the masses. However, I do, in the second part of my discussion, I am going to try to explain some of the differences uh, between not all the modalities, but just something important about this modality that is that I teach that is important for you to understand. Okay. I get an email from Jake, and he says, uh, yes, because I had asked him in my response to, to the prior email, I said, have you been doing the neutralizing? Oh, yes, I've been doing the neutralizing. I've also been listening to subliminals to attract wealth and wa- watching Reiki videos for the same purpose, and I'm only getting poorer. I feel like the only person on earth the stupid law of attraction will not work positively for, and I'm starting to feel like an idiot for trying. I guess I was just hoping there'd be some movement in the other direction by now, but instead I find myself having to avoid phone calls from bill collectors and generally feeling awful for being in this spot at 36. Now, I talked to Jake a little bit about this, and so some of this might be uh, a little bit of a repeat, but what I did was I encouraged doing more neutralizing. Um, If he hadn't been in such an extreme situation, I might not have talked to him about the subliminal issue, but because he's in an extreme situation, I did and feel like I need to talk to all of you about it. There is a difference, guys, between saying the words and adding in to whatever you're doing, the divine energies. So here's what I'm trying to say. The law of detraction is absolutely valid. But there's some misunderstanding about it that I do really need to discuss. Most people don't really have a complete understanding about how our energetic fields work. 
And that misunderstanding is similar to going to the gym for the first time and someone shows you all the machines and they say, this machine is for your abs and this is for your arms, this is for your legs, et cetera, et cetera. But they never sit you down on the machine, show you how to work the machine, show you um, the proper the proper way to work it. And also they don't discuss that it's important to start somewhere but then to add weight or repetitions and then et cetera, et cetera. So what they do is they only give you part of how to get your body in shape. They give you one piece. Here are the machines, these machines for your arms, these for whatever, and nothing else. So off you go to the gym and you start doing the work but because you haven't been given any extra instructions, you do 20 reps on the arm thing, and over six months, the arms never change because you never get to the point where you're tiring the muscle or you're sitting on a machine and you're doing it incorrectly. You don't understand the little picture diagram on some of those machines, and you just aren't getting it right. And so you are working muscles, that different muscles or diffusing the energy in some way and you don't know to increase your your reps so you never build on those muscles you just are coming at it with only partial information and this is what's happened with the law of attraction what i love about everything out there that deals with the law of attraction is it really makes it clear to everyone that your thoughts count that being conscious of your thoughts thoughts count but it's still there isn't enough, there's some parts missing in general. Now, I talk about these various parts myself, so you may know some of this, but in general, I'm trying to put it together again so that the parts all come together as a whole. So the law of attraction is valid. When we create our energetics, um, they have the thoughts have magnetic attraction uh, have magnetic energy and each like thought as you probably remember carries its own unique magnetic signature and each like thought moves into our etheric body uh, bodies and it is attracted to like thoughts i talk about this a lot just want to remind you so when you think i am wealthy you are attaching it to the i am wealthy thoughts now what does that do for the I am lacking or I am poor or I can't afford thought? Absolutely nothing. Nothing, guys. Because it's just empowering the I am wealthy thought form. Now, because the law of attraction does work, all the energetics we've created attract in like situations and conditions that will empower them. Now, they don't do it consciously. It is just done by the magnetic situation. So we have all that we've created acting as magnets. So if we're not touching the I am poor magnets by thinking I am wealthy, we are still, those are still actively attracting in situations and conditions that are keeping us in a state of financial lack. Okay, so because our energy bodies are mostly negative, 
we can add through thought the rest of our lives onto the positive thought form or the positive magnets. I am wealthy, I am wealthy. We go through all day long. I am wealthy, I am wealthy, I am wealthy for years, for decades. And guess what? We still have done nothing for the prior eons of lives where we were lacking financially or even in this life lacking. We haven't touched any of that. And if you picture a scale of justice, the I am poor or the financial lack is like bricks on one side, weighing down the that side of the scales of justice. The I am wealthy side is like feathers. So we can think those thoughts till now until the cows come home or until some cows come home once before and somebody said, what is that? And so I guess I'm just dating myself. But in any case, till hell freezes over, we can add I am wealthy, but we're just adding those onto those feathers, more feathers. And how many thoughts do we need to get just to equal one brick of the financial lack? We need to do it forever. It is not that it isn't doing something because it is. It is adding to our positive attractors, our magnetic attractors. However, it's such a slow process that it absolutely can get discouraging. And unfortunately, a lot of the law of attraction comes with a lot of what's out there about it doesn't really explain that. And so we get these expectations. Oh, if we just think this for three or four weeks, we're going to get a check in the mail or we're going to get the raise we need or we're going to get the job we need. But in fact, the lacking thoughts are still so powerful, nothing seems to shift. When we use the divine energies, this is very important, guys. When we use the divine energies, it's like bringing, it's like our thoughts are little matchsticks. And the divine energies give us a superpower. So it's like if we have these little matchsticks and we want to get rid of them, the I am poor, that the divine energies can just, it's like a hammer of Thor or something, and can just wipe those out, neutralize them, of course. So the divine energies is kind of like having a superpower, guys. We can take a magnifying glass, put, a, you know, little grass and twigs and stuff, and we want to start a fire, and we can take the magnifying glass and have the sun shine through the magnifying glass to heat up the dried grass to start a little fire. Or we can be Superman with the supervision or the, you know, laser vision or whatever he called that superpower and start the fire instantaneously. The, the pure soul essence, internal divine energies we carry are the our most, and I say it every healing, potent point of power. I want to make that clear because when you listen to something like subliminals, it's not to say that they don't have some help, but they're just words from that create these magnetic energies 
that go into the thought form body that are just adding to the feathers. It lacks the intense power of the divine energy because when we use the divine energy, we're enhancing the path, the, the, we're, we're adding bricks to the feathers instead of just more feathers. It's just, I mean, bricks to the feather side, huge, what we can do with that pure soul essence energy. So, for example, let's say you want to use the subliminals. Fine. Before you start listening to that tape, move into a state of amalgamation. Move into the state where you become one with your divine energies and with your higher self, with the originating source. What I talk about every week, guys, move in and become one with that so that the subliminal is you are, in essence, uh, amalgamating with the words and empowering them with the divine energies. When you go to do yoga, when you go to any other practice, if you do it in a state of amalgamation and activate those divine energies, then yes, many, if not all modalities or most modalities would be very positive for you. You don't have to just do the neutralizing and the empowering, just like I say. But I have to stress how important it is not to just add these little matchsticks, these little feathers with your thoughts, because, in fact, they aren't going to make much difference. The, the law of attraction has the complete story with it, is that it we have to deal with both sides of the coin. We have to neutralize the negative. We have to change the nature of those negative mag magnets. We have to disarm them. We have to take the firing pin out of those magnets. It's as if, you know, they're actually hurting us, but we, like a gun, like firing a gun or something. And we want to take the firing pin out. And the only way to do it is to neutralize that energy. It's not going to be overcome with positive thoughts. It's just, they're not. That's not the way the energetic field works. It just doesn't work that way. And unfortunately, we just have so much stuff, so much of that energetic baggage we need to deal with. Now, the other part of listening to the subliminals is that it's not that it's, it, again, it's not that there's something wrong with it, but I want to give you the difference between making a decision and deciding at night, oh, I'm going to rehearse uh, my lines all night long in my sleep and I'm going to wake up knowing my part. In a, you know my uh, my lines in the play, for example. Uh, in fact, it's a little bit passive, isn't it? So when we listen to subliminals, we aren't actively working on ourselves. Now, I'm all for passive because if we can save some time or we can add to what we're already doing by doing something passive, great. Uh, uh, trust me. But there is some subliminal message that we don't really have to do anything. We can just lie back and listen and that we don't have to be actively involved. And it's that subliminal message 
that can undermine how we progress. When we decide we're going to take care of ourselves and make that commitment, just like we do when we have cancer and we do all the research and we do uh, all that we need to do to figure out the approach we need and then when we do the approach, we actively are involved. We keep ourselves informed. We do what we need to do. We go to the, the chemo sessions. We go to all the appointments that we need to, we go and have, if we have radiation or, and if we're dealing also with any kind of alternatives, we work to fit the, the two together or the four together, whatever it's going on, that whatever we've decided. We're actively involved. And when we beat cancer, guess what? We feel incredibly powerful and incredibly good about ourselves because we've been the active participant. We've been the one that's found the road and walked down that road. We've walked the talk and what did we have but a success? The same with this. If we're waiting for somebody else, something else to do it for us and we're in that passive mode, the we're not building awareness, we're not building results, we're not building conscious, the conscious power in consciousness is power, so we're not adding to all that we could be adding, and we're, we're, the corollary is somebody else can do it for us. We are our own directing identities, guys. I understand all those things because we absolutely do that. We absolutely want somebody else to fix it. This is normal part of the human condition. I want somebody to fix me too. I've just learned the hard way that when I do it for myself, something really happens. And I feel powerful, not powerless. And that is huge, huge. And then when something else comes up in your life, it's like, okay, I can deal with that. Now, I do want to tell you briefly the story of uh, a friend and client, Nancy. I do have somewhere on my radio shows, I actually interviewed her on the, on the radio show because her success story was huge. And I'm telling you about Nancy because Nancy is someone who really made that commitment. Now, I know other people, but her story is so profound. She, I met her, I forget how many years ago, but I met her and she had terrible, terrible, terrible financial problems. She lost her job, she lost her home, then she moved in an apartment, then she lost her apartment. She was evicted because she couldn't pay rent and she absolutely didn't know where to go. She found a homeless prevention program in Glendale And she was able to get into it. It's a one-year program where you can get an apartment. They pick your apartment, basically, and it's not usually not pretty. Um, And they pay 70 or 80%, and you just have to come up with 20%. And because it's not a nice apartment, the 20 or 30% is rather small. So when I met her, she was in the homeless prevention program she was in the apartment and I believe she had about five months to go 
before, or maybe it was six, I don't remember exactly, before that program would end. And she still didn't have work. She still had no hope. And she was really worried because after that program, it meant living out of her car, which was old, which beat up, not working all that well. And she was, as you can imagine, distressed. I met her in a workshop and whatever happened in the workshop really spoke to her and she she reached out to me and uh, because of her situation I did give her a few quite a few sessions I think uh, pro bono but she was one you want to do the work on pro bono because she took it on she printed out the little short blurb that I have on my site that I have in my books that's the simple process of how to amalgamate, you know, going through the amalgamation. I am my pure selescence. I am my higher self. I am the originating source. And then, you know, all of that. And I, and I keep it really simple. I don't do the big, long dissertation that I do in the healings that, that I do for you guys. And she laminated a few of them, put one in the bath, one in her car, one, you know, wherever she was so that she had it with her. And because she wasn't working, she had time to do it every day, sometimes twice a day. Sometimes she'd listen to a radio show and do the healing. Some healing she would repeat over and over, do the same healing three days in a row or five days in a row. Because she was in such dire straits, she was motivated and she had the time. So sometimes we have patterns where they're difficult and, and our, we, we don't have that kind of time. But I'm, so I really know that in this busy world that having this kind of time is not necessarily the norm. But I did want to be really clear about it, that she had the time. It'd be just like having the time to go to the gym every day. Or instead of being there for 40 minutes, you're there for two and a half hours. So we know that the more time you put into something, whether you're trying to become that expert tennis player and you, you know, you're working on the courts off and on for five hours throughout the day, the more time you put in, the more practice, the more progress we make. So she did that. Okay, well, the first thing that started happening for her is that every once in a while she'd get a little bit of money. She'd, she'd get an afternoon or three or four hour job, just a one-shot deal. Somebody would write her and say, oh, I'm going to send you $50, and two weeks later, she'd get a check for 200 Out of the blue, people would just send her money, and she was, she was like astounded because these little bits of money were coming in, little jobs where she wasn't even able to get those little jobs for years. Little jobs started coming up. Then, I think it was three or four months later, she got finally got a weekend job. Every weekend, she was demonstrating food in the grocery store. Now, Nancy is brilliant, I want to say, right off the bat. She's a member of Mensa, okay? Very smart and very, oh, she's unbelievable, the skills she's developed. She's amazing. So even for someone like her, she can have a pattern like this. The point is, these patterns affect all of us in different ways. Nobody is free of these kind of soul scrambles. 
In any case, she finally gets a job. It's paying 17 an hour. It's two and a half days. I think it's Friday afternoon through Sunday, something like that. And she knows with this job, she's going to be able to keep her apartment. It's enough money that when the homeless program ends, and I think this was about October, November, and the homeless program was supposed to end, I think, in January or February. But she knew that she could stay in that apartment. She would not have to live out of her car. And she was thrilled. And then what happens? Two or three weeks later, she goes into the doctor for a checkup because something's not quite right, and she discovers she has cancer, cancer of the uterus. Well, luckily, she just didn't decide, oh, this stuff doesn't work. Look at this. I've been doing all this work on myself, and now I've got cancer, okay? Luckily, she didn't go there. What I understand is she did Of course, and I've told you all about my times of discouragement many, many years ago where I'd go into the bathroom and start to scream at the higher self. Oh, I've worked on this. Why is this coming up again? And yada, 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 yada. And then I'd swear off the work for months. Well, I did that twice, and I realized I was not helping myself, so I never did it again. But I can totally understand if, if Nancy did do that, but she did not. Instead, she said, look, I've come from about to live in my car to being able to support myself. And if I can shift this terrible pattern that I've had for so many years now, I'm, I can deal with this cancer. And what did she do? She went right away into dealing with the cancer, similar to what I said to you guys, but she added in the energetic work. She went in and began neutralizing all the illness patterns and everything that she could think of. Well, turns out she did have to have radiation, not chemo. They they got um, they got it. Uh, the, everything the surgery went well. Everything went well. And before she had the surgery, she said to the doctor and the nurses, "Just hold my hands. You won't get what I'm doing." And she amalgamated the entire room with the divine energies and herself before the surgery. Everything went like clockwork, no problems. And she recovered fairly quickly, got out, did the work, went through. She was supposed to do three X-ray, you know, um, radiation therapies. After her second one, out of the blue, meanwhile, she's working on, all of her patterns, the recovery and back to the financial and everything else, because she now doesn't have that weekend job. She gets a call or an email from someone that she had sent in a resume to months, if not a year or two before. I can't remember, but it was a long time before. And they said, well, we found your resume and we we have a job for you. You still interested? And she said, well, yes. It was for desktop publishing, and uh, it was for USC. And she was worried, though, because being in this homeless uh, prevention-type program, she was getting all of her medical needs for free, and she knew that if she had the job, she wouldn't be able to get the last radiation for free, and she would definitely not have enough money to pay for it after just starting the job. So she said, I do. Can we start in two weeks? And they said yes, and she went into a job that was supposed to be, I think, only three months or six months, 
It was at the same salary that she had last had years before. In other words, she didn't have to come down in pay. And she didn't have to drive there. She was able to drive a short way to get to the the uh, metro, go there. I mean, everything was so perfect. And then the job ended up extending to, I think, a year and a half or two years. Full time. She moved apartments. She got a nice place. She got, got savings. Oh, my gosh. And she's still neutralizing because even though the pattern has shifted. Now, she's since lost that job, and I'm not 100% sure. I think she's gotten another job. Um, I haven't been uh, close in touch with her lately to know exactly what's happening with her. But she she did an amazing an amazing job herself, for herself. She committed and got through cancer and her financial lack. Huge, huge. And everybody here can do it. Everyone listening, everyone who hears this can do it for themselves. It's absolutely possible, guys. But there needs to be that commitment. I have another friend who I've mentioned on the radio I work with her many Monday nights, she and, uh, and another lady, and she also doesn't work. She has a, a young child who's in school, and she has time to work on herself more during the week. So she does. And from the start, when I worked with her, I think starting about two and a half years ago, we kept saying, wow, she kept changing and shifting so fast. And now, as I tell you over and over again, because the energetic, because of the evolutionary thrust, the frequency of energies of the entire universe are being pulled higher and higher and higher very fast. And so we're moving at an exponential rate up the frequency levels. So even for me, I started way back 30 plus years ago. Even Nancy started, I think, six years ago. The frequency gets higher and higher. So people who start now are moving through it faster. And so did this friend of mine, Shasta. She just, we kept saying, oh, my God, Shasta, you're on the bullet train. She just kept shifting so many things. Now her major, major patterns, which were deep and significant, are so much better, 80, 90, 95% better that she's beginning on working to get rid of the blocks and the uh resistance that she might have to developing more of who she is, opening up and becoming more of her gifts and talents and bringing them forward and moving into self-unfoldment and self-expression uh, and moving to help others. So she's she's done so much work in two years. And before I met her, she'd spent four years trying to move forward and really made very little movement. She became much more aware of her patterns and what was going on and what she wanted, but she was not changing them. She started this energetic work, this neutralizing, using the divine energies. She does not even believe, guys, in past lives. Doesn't believe it. Doesn't disbelieve it, but it's more or less up in the air about it. But she has so much that went on in this life that whenever she works on herself, or we work on her, we work and we focus on this life. I know because the way I'm setting up and I see that the past life stuff is being pulled out and I talk to her about it. She doesn't mind. We can talk about it, whatever. 
But this is a person who doesn't even, quote-unquote, believe. And again, it's not necessary to believe. Standing in the center of neutrality is the key. It isn't a religion. It isn't a dogma. It isn't this is right and something else is wrong. This is allowing you to get in touch with some very powerful work that can really change things. Now, there are going to be times where you feel like you're going backward or something doesn't clear that fast. There are going to be times of discouragement. This, this is normal. But when we have the amount of energetic baggage that we carry, it takes some time. It takes layering. And it takes healing on multiple levels. So if you have a financial pattern, you don't just heal only working day in, day out on the financial pattern. Anything else that comes up for you. Maybe you're having problems with your girlfriend or maybe your parents are bugging you or maybe uh, maybe you, you're working but you're, you're a scapegoat and everyone you know is dumping everything on you. Whatever comes up, you work on those too. There are a lot of things are interrelated. If you have shame in one area, it's going to come into another area. If you have fear in one area, it's going to come up in another area. They're all interrelated and intertwined, so complex that it's, it's important to address all parts. Certainly, you can focus the hardest on the one area that you want to shift the most. Be my guest. But I'm encouraging you to also do other patterns really approach yourself as a whole. You wouldn't go in the gym and just, you know, work on your arms or just work on your core or just on your legs unless, of course, you had no choice or there was some specific reason. You want to work on the whole body. You want the whole body to get strong, to get toned, to get to have energy and to enable you to go through your life in a healthy manner so you're not keeping yourself from playing with your children as much or becoming active in a community in some way because you're just not in shape. You're just not able to keep up, so to speak. Well, it's the same thing with the energetics. You want to work on the whole person, even though you certainly can focus on one. Again, there's, you can certainly focus on just one, uh, one area. That's the one that's really difficult. But I do want to encourage you that... We all know that if your core isn't good physically, then it's really your back isn't necessarily going to get that strong. Your legs, whatever. You know, you need to work on the whole because they're all interrelated. You know, I don't mean to beat a dead horse. You understand. Okay. So that's enough of my soapbox. <laughs> Again, I'm so appreciative that Jake just kept reaching out despite his discouragement because it gave me the opportunity to really talk about it. The the other thing that I've said many times before, there's just one more thing, is a lot of times we work hard on something and it doesn't shift, so we think nothing's worked. Well, every time you neutralize, I just want you to understand it's permanent. Those energies can't come back to haunt you. So number one, anything you've done up to that point has worked. Sometimes the shifts come in other areas. Maybe the first thing that happens is you you become less emotionally upset 
maybe it doesn't keep you awake for hours at night, maybe only one hour instead of five, you know. There's a lessening of intensity often emotionally. Maybe shifts come in another area that you don't even connect with the area you're working on. So you don't realize that shifting in that one area, because it does carry so many like energies for other areas, that that doing neutralizing in one area can affect another area. Absolutely. The other thing is, too, that if you're working for X, Y, or Z goal, let's say you want to get the job, and you work and work on yourself, you're trying to, you know, neutralize any blocks to your stepping forward into that job, any resistance, any bad patterns, any fears, any whatever, then what happens is the door that opens is not that job at all. It's something else. Okay? That's just door number one. The job may be door number five. And you have to go through and step through the various opportunities till you get to door number five. If you don't go through door number one, maybe you won't get to door number five, at least not right away. So, and I'm not saying you have to go through every single door. Trust me, you need to be discerning. And you may have two or three doors that present. And then you discern which one. There's most likely not going to be a wrong decision. But I want you to understand that sometimes the goal we set for ourselves, we don't get right away, and then we get, what, discouraged. Well, I didn't get that job, or I didn't get a job. And then the discouragement sets in, and then what do we do? Because I did it, we swear off the work. And that's where blame comes in, and you're probably so sick of me talking about blame, but blame is so problematic. And when the law of attraction doesn't work for whatever reason, or this neutralizing work doesn't work or we think it doesn't work, we go into blame. We either blame the work, oh, well, this work doesn't work, oh, I might as well not even do that, and we walk, you know, we give up, or we blame ourselves, I'm doing something wrong. Jake was at that place. Oh, my gosh. This law of attraction works for everybody else but me. And so he is now... He's doing something wrong. And it really isn't about wrong. It's about learning, giving ourselves opportunities to continue to seek and search, to continue to explore, continue to figure out, continue to bring in that expanded understanding. So thankfully, Jake reached out and I saw this is an important thing, not only for Jake, but I just so appreciate it because he reached out. He didn't just give up and walk away and I never hear from him again. I'm very hesitant when people stop contacting me to reach out because I don't want to get in their business. I don't want to put pressure on them. I'm always available if somebody wants me. And so I just put that invitation out there. I wear it on my sleeve. And luckily, he came to me so that I could not only help him, but also bring this to you. All right. So now I'm blabbering on. Um, but I hope you understand a little bit better, guys. And if I've left anything unclear or there's a whole area I didn't address, feel free to send me an email and I will address it or explain in another on another show. <clears throat> anyway. 
I'm now going to go and do a healing on Jake. And I've gotten some some feedback last after last week's show that I didn't do a healing. <laughs> that was sort of weird, wasn't it? It was sort of weird. I did a whole bunch of, gave so much information on altered realities, but I didn't do a healing. And I it felt right because absolutely nothing came up for me to do a healing. I mean, the altered realities we, we carry are related to virtually everything. And I guess maybe, and it was such a big topic that just some some way to address it didn't come into mind. But in any case, I'm glad to be doing the healings again. <laughs> I've gotten, well, you didn't do a healing. I was waiting for a healing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, um so I'm sorry for any of those of you who uh, were disappointed. Um, I'm back on the healing, though, and it was only one show. I think probably there are only like three to five shows in all these years I've been doing it that I don't have a healing. So um, it's a pretty good track record. Anyway, time to work on Jake. And... Also, as you know, I set it up so that everyone gets worked on, and it's really effective, even though I'm not working on you as an individual and I'm talking to the listeners. So this divine energy has no limitations. What we can't understand or we couldn't do out of the conscious mind is not a limitation or a limiter for the divine energies. They are the most potent point of power. So each and every one of you, once amalgamated, will be doing the healing as well. Be part, be actively involved. Be that directing identity for yourself. If something comes up for any of you that I don't say, no worries. You go ahead and throw it in the mix. Neutralize it. Empower it. Same for for Jake. Um I'm basically going to work on neutralizing the expectations or the and the misunderstandings around the energy work and around how it all works. I'm going to be neutralizing and working on Jake's discouragement and despair and disappointment, the blame, the frustration, the feelings of failure, all of those things that come up when either consciously or unconsciously we're expecting that magic bullet or we're expecting a certain change over here when we and we don't even notice changes over there that are a direct result of our work. Um, so I'm just going to go into it and see where the higher selves lead me because Jake really needs some relief here and so do all of us. And if even if we're not in this place right now, we've been in this place. If not in this life, we've been in this place in other lives. Trust me. So this is a great healing for everyone to do for themselves. Okay. Now I know most of you know the drill. I want you to feel comfortable. Move yourself into a situation where you can bring that focus of attention in. That focus of attention is the turn-on switch. Didn't I say we we come with everything we need? in order to do this work on ourselves. And focus of attention is something we all have. We have it when we're listening to the teacher, when we're listening to a parent, when we're listening to our child, when we're focusing on the game on Xbox, 
when we're focusing on watching a TV show. We have focus of attention, and we just need to activate it for this work. It is the turn-on switch. If we want the lights to go on, so to speak, and we walk in the room and switch the light switch, and miracle of miracles, (laughs) the lights go on, it's the same thing with the focus of attention. So you all need to get yourself into a place where that focus of attention is, uh, you can fully use it. In time, you get very used to it. As I've mentioned, I do a lot of this work when I'm walking. Uh, I can even do it driving, but I don't recommend it for people in the beginning. Um, I don't, I'm not able to go as deep when I do it driving, but it's no different from listening to the radio or talking with somebody the way I do it. But, and I don't do it all the time, only in times where, you know, the road is fairly open and there aren't issues with traffic and things like that. So the there is a way you can use that focus of attention, standing in the line at the DMV, the bank, <laughs> um, at the grocery store. It doesn't have to be an hour or 20 minutes. It can be three minutes. It is just very important. Once you activate that focus of attention, you can do a lot in a very short time. So let's begin by bringing that focus of attention Write in, hone it in. Listening to my voice is a very good technique. Just listen to the voice, bring that mind's eye in, listen to the words, and in this way, we're all activating, and I see it setting up right now, the now moment. And the now moment is not fleeting, it's not uh, unreachable or untouchable, it is an energetic field, and it's one we can manipulate. The higher selves help with this, and this help us with this. The now moment is now totally engrossing and encompassing all of those listeners, past, present, and future. And the I want us to continue to focus on this, this energetic field and expand it so that it becomes that forever now moment that I've talked about for, for forever, it seems. And that the forever now moment, understanding that this energetic field is now encompassing the totality of all that we are at the soul level, the past, present, and future nows. The totality at the soul level is way more than than most people understand. I will be going into much more of the soul information, not only in the book that's coming out shortly, but the third book will be adding even more to the soul information. But just understand that the soul process for all of us is huge, And this forever now moment is encompassing the totality of all of us at that soul level. And we do this, why? We do it to allow the healing to access the totality of our journey. Not just this today, this one incident, one pattern, one life. It's the totality of who we are and all of that energetic baggage that we could be carrying Uh, at this point in time, and we would be carrying at this point in time. So it expands the reach of the healing. Very, very profound and powerful. The next part that we're going to use the focus of attention is to focus on that divine sunlight we carry within, that divine pure soul essence that is the pure soul essence symbolically represents the, the divine energies that each and every soul from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being carries. And once we're born and expressed as an aspect of the originating source, 
as a mineral aspect, we carry that pure substance and we never are without it. No matter where we are in our journey, no matter where we are, that this, from this perspective, each and every soul is that pure soul essence, is an expression, an aspect of the originating source, and each soul carries the totality of that pure soul essence, everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is powerful. It is for all of us. Again, we do not have to be anyone special. We do not have to do anything special. We are just our state of beingness allows us access to that pure soul essence. We carry it. Okay, we have the focus of attention. We have the pure soul essence. And now we're activating that pure soul essence. And I want you to, everyone to see it, that light from the pure soul essence filling the totality of the forever now moment, encompassing, amalgamating, and becoming one with the totality of your soul process the totality of your journey, and not only up until now, but that light is moving to the uh, the future now. It is part of the expansion that is ever ongoing, ever processing, never stops. So even as we move through this healing, moment to moment to moment, that light is moving and amalgamating into the future now, the ongoing uh, ever-processing future now. So it's ever-expanding, never ends, forever, infinite, 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 never ends. So the forever now moment is growing as I speak, moment to moment to moment, not static. So we've now done that. Now what I also want everyone to do is to please uh, bring in the... the conglomerate and amalgamate with the conglomerate higher selves. Uh, I forgot to mention, and the higher selves reminding me, that Jake is actually here. I see him <laughs> I see him um, sort of central, symbolically on that hub, although I haven't mentioned the wheel symbol, but I think all of you are familiar with the wheel symbol, like that wagon wheel, and all of us are around the, the rim. Jake is right at the center, standing on the symbolic hub, and so he's going through all the amalgamation with us. Um, he He's aware that he, uh, anyway, he's there. So he has also activated his pure soul essence. He's also part of the forever now moment. His soul, his soul process is in totality. His soul process is incorporated. And now we're all amalgamating. Uh, his pure soul essence is activated. And now we're all amalgamating with the totality of the conglomerate higher selves. And as is happening um, in the last few weeks, the higher selves of Jake are standing sort of off to the side. Of course, it's not really them. It's a projection that I'm seeing. And I'm, not, I've, I'm never really sure why they've done it, but I just go with the flow. We're all amalgamated with the totality of the conglomerate higher selves, all of us, all of our higher selves with each other. And I have the benefit of having a sort of a separation here with Jake's higher self. Um, it, and it has been helpful to me. You know, sometimes I, I'll have a question and I'll direct something to them. Uh, I'll ask them something directly. 
uh, and it does, it has been helpful, but I didn't realize I was having problems before, but in any case, it's perhaps I was, perhaps this is leading me to another, and this one, just one door I'm going through that'll lead me to another door, so I'm not totally sure of the complete reason for it, but in any case, it is there, and the last part is that we want the originating source to encompass and envelop and amalgamate with the totality of the forever now moment and the totality of the soul within this forever now moment. And this is done, it's, we're being moved into that symbolic womb of originating source. And again, this energy field is carrying the creative life force energy. This is the energy field that gave birth that was in existence before the universe as we know it. And it gave birth to the universe. The creative life force energy, all it wants to do is create. It's obsessive, compulsive. It wants to give birth to, to express, to become, discover, to experience. And because all of the universe has come from there, we all carry that energy. And it is part of our innate drive to become, to give birth to, to express, to discover, to learn, to grow, to evolve. It is the underpinning. It's the foundation of who we all are. And by moving into this profound energy field, we are having very powerful, again, the divine energies working the positive empowerment side to this healing. Remember, we work both sides. And we want those divine energies to work both sides. And this energy is going to be working, even though I may not see it all the time or discuss it the whole time. I'm focusing on the negative patterns that we're trying to clear or the belief systems or whatever we're trying to neutralize. The this this energy field, we set the healing up to allow it to give birth to ourselves at a higher level to become more of who we truly are. So this is very powerful. We're now calling in, it's not just words, not just adding the feathers. We're bringing in a profound energy field that literally created the universe as we know it. It's like I've been using it for so long now, but I don't know. They I do all my healings within this space now because it is this superpower to help get us give birth to ourselves. The when we go through change, we have to dissolve the old and recreate the new. And it's very important that we do both sides, that we're working to dissolve and we're working to recreate. And that's what change is. It's simply what change is. And that's what we want to do for Jake and that's what I want to help each and every one of you do. Okay. So now we are fully encompassed within within this uh, powerful energy field. And I want to activate the Rainbow Bridge energy, each and every one of us, to connect with the Rainbow Bridge energy. It works very well with this wheel symbol because not only does it connect all the chakras that we each of us carry with the chakras of the, higher, of the originating source, uh, which allow, it brings the our chakras into the very highest, efficiency level that we can reach at this moment in time and we want that again we always want to be working at the highest level that we can chakras being those energy exchange points we want them to be as efficient in the healing because we're releasing energy out to be neutralized 
and bringing energy in to empower us. So we're working both sides of the coin. We want those chakras very powerful, and we're also creating the actual bridges that are symbolically the spokes moving to the hub. And I see Jake uh, still standing the hub, and I have to say, um, <laughs> he he looks sheepish. I want to say now, it's actually a very sweet kind of look. He looks kind of sheepish. Um, it's it's almost like, and I'm sure as I've done myself, and I'm sure others of you uh, listeners have done, maybe not today, but in times past, or, oh, I should have thought about that, or I should have known that, or I should have, I should have, should have, should have. And right now, I want to absolutely, first thing, I want to address that, the would have, should have, because or the, you know, the idea that I screwed up, at, or that I didn't do something, or I didn't know something that I should know. And I want to just begin with that, because honestly, guys, we can't know everything. We just can't. It's not possible for anything. We do the best we can. And Jake is one that has really applied himself in many different ways. Maybe some of the ways weren't as effective as they could have been. Maybe he he or any of us could have done something different. It's no no matter because where Jake is right now is that he it he wasn't getting the results he needed and wanted, so he reached out and he's now moving to a new place of understanding. So I really want, and so are we all, and I keep learning and growing. This isn't about having all the answers. It isn't. I get new ideas, new concepts, expanded approaches, new solutions weekly. And and if I said to myself, oh, I should have known that solution last week or two years ago or five years ago, I mean, I'd spend my whole time just berating myself. And so I want all of that, first of all, to go from Jake and all of you. Let's get all the the self-attacks, the self-blame, the berating, the I should have, the, the feeling like, oh, I fell short yet again. I failed. Oh, my gosh. You know, what's the matter with me? Okay, that's coming up big time. What's the matter with me? And I think it's probably coming up because Jake said something very similar in his email. Why? I, the only one that can't get this this law of attraction to work. What's the matter with me is what he's saying. And with that, I am seeing, I'm seeing grief. I'm seeing tears. I'm seeing frustration. I'm seeing despair, hopelessness, a lot of stuff coming up. This just, it's as if he's lived in this place of something is wrong with me. Here I am, young and not able to get my life together. Or here I am, everyone around me seems to be getting it right and not me. And there's all of this stuff that is just pouring out, just eons of time of feeling like a failure, of feeling unsuccessful, feeling there's something wrong with you or with him, I, I can't decide whether to talk to Jake and the first person or the third person, um, but but all of us carry that. This is a pattern I want everyone to release. What's wrong with me? And it's funny, but I've just been thinking this over the last, 
I don't know, maybe last week sometimes, some of these thoughts came up for me. What's wrong with me? Why don't I have this yet? I'm not unhappy, so it doesn't, it's not a matter of happiness. It doesn't make me upset, but I'm wondering what's wrong? Why can't I bring this X, Y, or Z in? It's not important what it is. It's just, I want you all to understand that we all carry it. We all have that tendency to look to ourselves and say, what is wrong with me? Well, there is nothing wrong. We are all pure and perfect. But there's just more energetic baggage. If we're not manifesting something, there's more energetic baggage. And because we didn't understand that for eons of lifetimes, and we didn't understand that until probably relatively recent in this life, we, the only other answer was either it's somebody else or it's me. So I want everyone to release all of that. And that's exactly what I did. When I said, what's wrong with me? I went right in and started to work on not only releasing the idea or the belief system that I've worked on many times, many, many times before, but if it's still there, even if it doesn't make me upset, and it's just, you know, even if that thought crosses my mind, I don't want it there. So I go in and I release it. I take it as an opportunity. And then the, the it that I don't, that's not there, I work on releasing whatever it is that's holding that back. Keep in mind, everything we manifest in the outer reality reflects perfectly on what we carry in that energetic field. Perfectly. It's a perfect mirror. So if something's missing from that mirror, it's because of what we carry. And this is why we can change that outer reality by changing the energetic mirror and the energetics that uh, are reflected in the outer reality. So I want everybody to release that, all those belief systems, especially Jake, that there's something wrong with you. And that sheepish look is moving into real tears of despair. Just, this is a symbol. So I, I'm Probably you wouldn't cry, but I can feel that despair. Just it's, it's heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching despair. And I want you and everybody else to begin to release that despair. This, this thing about why can't I do it, the discouragement, the despair is coming because of the very real lives that were so difficult. It has been built up over time. And so I want also for you to release the difficulties that you've had, the events, the experiences, the situations, the conditions, the people that have surrounded you. They've been the voices telling you, you screwed up. The situation has been such that you couldn't move forward. You couldn't make good. You couldn't be successful. All those times, in lifetime after lifetime, because there isn't a lifetime where we where things haven't had where we haven't had difficulties, where we haven't been able to do exactly what we wanted to do every lifetime, multiple times in every lifetime we've had this. So this is coming from real experiences. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with Jake or with any of you that you screwed up. We've come through just so many situations with limited understanding, 
not having all the information and then having to figure it out the best we could. And most of the time, we misfigured it. Most of the time, we misinterpreted. Most of the time, there was very little understanding, even when we thought, oh, we get it. Trust me. So I want all of those limited misunderstandings, misconceptions, misinterpretations to be released. And I'm seeing a lot of it. There's a lot coming out of Jake's heart area, the the chest, the throat, the head. Um, Okay. All right. So while while Jake's releasing all of that, I just want to tune in to see a little bit more specifics. We just needed to clear some of that because that was such a cloud. It was like a black cloud hanging over him. And we want, and I'm seeing the cloud actually rain. I start seeing it starting to rain, and the cloud is dissipating because the symbolically the cloud is releasing the rain. So the energetic cloud that that Jake has been carrying uh, around with him is being released into the light, being neutralized, and it's beginning. You know, there's beginning to see patches of sunlight um, as more and more of the despair is being let go of and being neutralized. And with that despair is a lot of discouragement. It's as if he felt that there, you know, he was hitting his head against the wall. No matter what he tried, and he did it over and over again. And I see this pattern often. It's like the Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill, and he gets it to the top of the hill, and then it goes down again, and he has to start all over. And there's that pattern, too, here. It's this trying so hard over and over again with very little results. Um, and so there's this tremendous discouragement coming up, the the idea that no matter what he does, it's not going to work. And I really want this belief system to be let go because what happens is when you carry that belief system or any kind of belief systems, remember it's attracting in situations and conditions that's going to empower it. So you draw in a situation or condition that is literally going to empower that belief. So there'll be situations and conditions where no matter how hard you work, you don't get success. No matter how hard you try, you're disappointed because that's the belief system. So that's exactly what you're going to bring in. Instead of bringing in the situations and conditions that make you successful. If we have a belief that no matter what we do, it's not going to get better, that's exactly what's going to happen. We are limited by our beliefs. That's as far as we can get. And so this belief is a major, major one that you need to release. The belief that no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work, you cannot progress. You will not be successful. That there's nothing going to come of the hard work. And that you're the only one. That you're alone. There's a big essence here of, and you said in your email, so you're aware of it. I'm talking to the choir, but I want you now to actually release this idea that you're the only one. You see everybody else around you being successful, moving forward, earning money, getting jobs whatever, developing themselves in whatever area, and yet you're the only one that is stuck. And you want to release that as well. We want to release the idea that you're somehow 
uniquely fated, uniquely doomed, unique, uniquely uh, hapless, uniquely luckless, that you, you're, you lack where everybody has. It's this comparison thing where you're comparing yourself um, to others as being successful and you're always in the lack. Now, that belief is the same thing as believing that no matter how hard you work, you're never going to be successful. It's the same idea. If you believe that you're the only one, that everyone else can be successful but you, and that somehow you're uniquely uh, unfortunate, you're, you, you uh, are uniquely doomed, uniquely fated, uniquely luckless, whatever the terms are, if you have that belief, it's going to hold you in that process, in that place. And I want you to release the whole comparison thing because the fact of the matter, and I'm going to say it for the third or eighth time, you are as pure and perfect as every single other soul. No one is more elite. No one is better. No, no one is more suited or uh, more talented or more anything than anyone else. It is only our viewpoint that holds us to that comparison, that somehow you're inferior, somehow you are um, I don't have any more words. All I can say is I feel this very deep belief system that you're inferior in some way, that you are doomed, that you are, and I think some of this pattern did come out in a prior session, so we want to release more of it. This whole idea of being doomed and faded, that there's nothing you can do, this sense of powerlessness, this sense of hopelessness, this sense of helplessness. And, and when we move to that place, it puts us in a waiting position for something else outside of us to do it for us. It's very similar to listening to subliminals or something like that where somebody else or something else is doing it for us. Now, um, again, it doesn't mean that subliminals can't help, and I don't mean to give that impression because I'm sure there are times where they do help. I'm sure that there's another, they are another piece in the puzzle. But I'm talking about the corollary where somehow we can be more passive receivers of help rather than actively helping ourselves. We want to move into the active role. And so for you, Jake, I want you to let, to, to let go of the waiting pattern. Um, it, it's coming up Again, I think we've dealt with, again, I think we've dealt with some of this, but the waiting for something else to fix it for you. Now, the interesting thing is this waiting pattern goes hand in hand with the idea, the belief system you have that no matter how hard you work, you're always going to fail. Well, if you have a belief system, no matter how hard you work, you're always going to fail, why wouldn't you move into a waiting pattern waiting for somebody else to do it for you? You see what I'm saying? They work hand in hand. And we need to get rid of both of those beliefs because they are enforcing and empowering each other. And so I want you to release that waiting pattern. And you'd wait because what you do for yourself, all the work over here doesn't seem to work. But of course, it doesn't work because you bring in, because having the belief that it won't work brings in situations and conditions that won't work. So we want to release both the waiting pattern and the idea that no matter how hard you work, 
on something, you can't succeed. And I want both of those. And I'm calling in divine flush. I'm calling in whatever divine energy, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception, divine activity, a divine action. I want to put in divine action uh, and divine... Divine connection to the self, to divine clarity. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm just going to ask the higher self to please bring in the totality of all the, you know, activate and empower all those divine energies that's going to help Jake move out of these limiting patterns that really hold him stuck there's a there's just a whole bunch in the abdomen abdomen just a whole bunch of stuff it's like this big dark pattern there and i want i want you to envision it in front of you like a hatch like a submarine hatch i haven't used that hatch in a while but i want you to envision you know the submarines at the top they open the hatch and they come out from underneath weeks under the sea and they come out to the top of the ocean they undo the hatch and all that stale disgusting energy i mean air that's been recycled for weeks um moves out and the light moves in and i want you to open a similar hatch symbolically it's a symbol open it up right in front of the abdomen and i want you to see whatever and i don't have what it is yet whatever is coming out of that abdomen i want you to let it go see it just the dark energy flowing out that's stuff you're carrying i know it's shoot I know it's it's um I know it's carrying uh stuff related to this pattern and I just I just see it. I want and I want the light to flow in and start to fill that space with light. So we're letting go of this dark energy out of your abdomen and we are bringing in the light to help heal all of that. Now, let me see if I can get a handle on what's going on in that space. Um that, that that's being released now. It does have to do something to do with powerlessness and helplessness. Um, I'm getting images of you being imprisoned, um, being uh, chained both by the, the ankles and the hands. I see you in situations where you were truly helpless and powerless. You couldn't do anything to help yourself. So some of it comes from some very difficult lives where you were imprisoned um, I'm trying to see if there's, those were the things that came up right away. But but I'm gathering that it's other lives where you were helpless for whatever reason. Perhaps you were in some sort of hierarchical society where you had absolutely no access for help for yourself or family members or loved ones. Or, um, let me see, um, I see you literally as a beggar on the street. Um, very, very difficult living, you know, 
hardly able to to get any sustenance for yourself. Your whole focus of attention was literally putting food in the mouth and seeing that. There there are many difficult lives that are coming up here, and I want you to to just let those all go as much as you can. And and we don't need to know the past lives. It's not important. But it's just as if you have a storehouse here in the abdomen where the the self identity, the 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 self power um arena would exist and yours is very much uh lacking. It's a storehouse of powerlessness, helplessness and hopelessness. And it's just I really it's just pouring out. I'm I'm really thrilled. You're doing a lot of good. You're doing a lot of releases. I hope everybody else is doing a lot of releases. It this is a very um important arena for all of us to let go of. No one, no one has been free of difficult lives. No one. There's been so many difficulties uh, that we've all experienced. So for Jake, he's just held on to these as proof positive that there is, there's no, he has no power. It's like proof positive that he's, uh, who is he? You know, he's, you know, I keep switching from third person to first person. I'm sorry, Jake. But anyway, it's as if proof positive that you are, worthless you aren't um you aren't able no matter what you do you can't change your life it's it's the doom and gloom it is absolutely and it needs to come out and it's still it's still coming out and i do see it getting smaller it just keeps going it is getting smaller um and the light is coming in i want to call in the light from the bottom of the feet too um to help push it out so we have light, we, you know, we have you directing it to go out. But we also have some light coming in through the bottom of the feet, up the legs, and into the, the torso. And it's beginning to both dissolve the issues from the outside and also push more of it to be rela- released and more of it to escape into the light, being neutralized and becoming one with the light. Whew. I don't know. I don't think that you probably that you have a pot belly, but honestly, you could have one um, down the line um, in your, you know, as you as you got older, uh, because this this is a lot of weight you are carrying right here. There's a lot of energetic weight, and it's still releasing. It's still going. And okay. The higher hasas are indicating they want me to um, activate and empower the divine freedom for you. Divine freedom from this pattern. You have been stuck in this pattern for many lives. Uh, As we all get stuck, these kind of soul scrambles are, we all have them. Nobody is free of soul scrambles. And sometimes it takes millennia, multiple millennia to move out of them and so they really feel that divine freedom would be um, a, a positive, very empowering kind of energy, which it is. The minute I called that in, I could feel just an intense kind of energy. It added to your determination. It added to your um, what you also carry, because there's always other sides to ourselves. I tend to talk about the more negative viewpoints we have about ourselves and the more negative things we carry, but there's always those positive things too. And I, I've explained that I, I'm trying to heal, so I'm not dealing with a more, uh, this 
the more positive parts of ourselves. But when I called that divine freedom in, I saw that part of you that is absolutely determined to get rid of this pattern. It's just like it's stepped up to the plate. And you already had, because I, I didn't mention but before, but he told me that just between the little dialogue we had and the emails, he'd started to neutralize more. And so he's already stepped to the plate. Just, just emailing me is reaching out. Just that, he's shows the determination he doesn't want to get into this pattern yet again because that's what we do we recreate these patterns lifetime after lifetime and when we at this level because everybody on this planet is um at the level where they are choosing their lifetimes uh i mean most everyone they never can say always and never but most everyone who are in place on this planet have chosen this lifetime with care because there's something they want to accomplish and Jake, you want to accomplish getting rid of this pattern. You are done with it. Um, because we don't remember what we came in, what we plan to do, we sometimes we get lost and we just keep repeating the pattern because that's what the energetic baggage has in it. It takes setting up the life to the point where we bring in the understanding, the knowledge, the, the techniques, the awareness, whatever, to change the pattern, to forgive ourselves, to uh, properly love ourselves, whatever it is that we're, we're intent on doing in this life, we try to set up the life so that we bring all that, bring it to us so that we can find it, so that we are impressed to, to search, seek and search out. And that's what Jake did. He's determined. He has that determination. Jake, you do not want to have this pattern anymore you're done with it and you've been working on it now for for a long time and you will continue to work on it and that's what the divine freedom did it it reinforced and empowered even more that determination to help yourself to move out of this place where you had gotten stuck and we all are, have been stuck and are stuck in different places this is part of the human condition. This is no criticism. This is just the reality. Because as we unfold, as we evolve, evolve, we move up like with stepping stones up a mountain. But when we sometimes we get to a stepping stone that feels right to us, or uh, we feel like we can't progress anymore, and we end up building a house there, and that house eventually becomes our quote unquote prison. And We'll go through lifetimes after lifetimes. We're not happy with the prison. We can't figure out how to move it out, move, move out of it. And eventually we get it. We, you know, there's no soul that's ever lost. There is no soul that doesn't progress. But we are in the free will kingdom. We are on our own timing. There is no prize. There's no end goal here, guys. There's no, if you get to this goal first, you're going to win and get a prize. There is none of that. There's nobody with a stopwatch telling you, oh, you have to do this in X amount of time or you're a failure. Mm -mm. Uh-uh. Because evolution is eons of forevers. Forever is forever. It never stops. There is no end goal and there is no stopwatch. There is no prize in the sense of getting there first or before somebody else or faster. There's none of that. And so every soul progresses in its own way. 
Sometimes we move forward fast, quickly. Sometimes we move forward slowly. And sometimes we do it all of the, we do it in different ways for the different areas that we're learning. It's a huge, huge journey. So, that divine yes was absolutely intensely powerful for you, Jake. And it's just reinforced all that inner strength that you actually have. You couldn't see it so much. You couldn't feel it so much. What was coming up was the other. And now I'm just checking back with the stomach thing because I'm just chatting as you're releasing. And it is much, much better. It's as if three quarters gone, I would say. And that's huge because there was so much in there. Now, Um, I want to just go to the back to the symbol okay the symbol of the the first symbol is completely gone what's replacing it is this very determined very lighted very powerful person who is standing now uh, feeling very self-connected and determined to uh, become the active participant and really uh, really with this this sense of higher awareness I'm, I'm really seeing a lot more clarity here and the understanding that you can do it and you will do it and you can um, you can move out of this pattern I want to bring in one more thing, and that is I want you to consciously connect with the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. The planet Earth is also a soul, and it carries a pure soul essence. And this particular planet is is infused with the um, planetary concept of divine material balance. And divine material balance is... Fabulous energy, and I've talked about it many times. And I don't, I don't know if Jake has, if, if you've heard uh, me talk about it. But this divine material balance, everyone who is on this planet, virtually everyone, maybe not everyone, because we can't say everyone, is here because they have an issue with divine material balance. And material balance simply is materializing from the abstract into the concrete in a balanced manner. So it often plays out through finances, but it isn't just financial. It can be um, gifts and talents. It can be through relationships. What we want to do is we want to manifest the abstract into the material and have it be balanced. Now, Jake, you're going through a financial issue so I want you to envision yourself from the hub just extending a connection, a connection, your pure soul essence connection, amalgamating it, merging it, becoming one with the pure soul essence of the planet Earth and allowing that divine material balance to just move into your totality of your soul process. Now, because it's a divine energy, it can't hurt or harm. It can only be manifested in its very highest ideal. 
can only be helpful to you. It can't in any way, shape, or form harm you. And it will help you with to materialize the need for a job to a job to get to to materialize in your life pattern me than any kind of materializing into the concrete that you need and I and in a balanced manner, which is very very important. Um, so I feel the energy moving in. It's moving up your legs. It's moving into the totality of who you are, and it's bringing with it this totally harmonious balanced energy that is it's sort of I, I feel it sort of reverberating through you as this or at least the symbol of you and it's it's almost shaking loose. I feel like it's shaking loose aspects or elements, residues, toxins, things that that you you don't need that aren't in your highest ideal that are clouding the picture or that are getting in the way. It's as if it's, it's the vibrations. It's very interesting. I've never seen the energy do this before. Um, but it's it's shaking loose a lot of that material baggage, that energetic baggage that maybe we didn't touch on today, but it's still there. We have There's many things that would be there still, but it's shaking it loose. And I see stuff just kind of falling off you like, uh, peeling off and dropping off and, and as it drops off it drops into the light it gets neutralized and this way it's clearing even more from your energetic field it's very exciting I like it guys I like it and this is an energy that we can all use and now that we know that it has this ability I encourage you to use it even even more whenever you think of it, when you're doing a healing on yourself, I'm going to start using it. I use it on a regular basis. But now that I have in my conscious mind that it can ver- reverberate, it can vibrate, and it can start to shake off for us some of those, that yucky stuff that's just sort of littering. It's like it's getting rid of the litter uh it can't get rid of everything for us because it's just too much, but it's getting rid of the things that it can get rid of as best it can in your highest ideal. And I do see a lot of stuff has dropped off, and now there's even, it's even, the symbol is even brighter. It's as if your field is even clearer. It's just very, very um, positive and very good, and I'm very excited. You've done a really good job, Jake, and I really, really appreciate as as I've said many times, that you called in, that you contacted me, that you reached out, and for the opportunity, because we all have these issues. There isn't a one of us that doesn't have these issues in some level, some direction, um, some something, some arena in our life, some pattern. So, and with that, the higher selves are closing down the forever now moment. The now moment is still set up. And, and what they're doing is they're putting everybody into a cocoon, not only Jake, but everybody. The cocoon helps with the, to continue the process. And it also helps with the acclimation. When we do a lot of shifts in the energetic field, we can have a reverberation into the outer reality that on the surface may seem... Uh, difficult or or negative in some way. Uh, Sometimes we get body aches. Sometimes we might even have a little diarrhea. Sometimes we might 
have an emotional uh, release of some sort, maybe we get extra tired. It can play out in many different ways, and we might think, oh, you know, that energy work didn't help. I feel worse than ever. But that's, it's not the case. Um, the cocoon, though, helps to mitigate or lessen any probable um, discomfiture or um, difficulties in the shift, in the adjustment to the shift. So that's going on right now, and I see um, I see the now moment closing down, and I see just Jake standing in front of me, and I want to just give Jake all my support and um, wish him the best, and do get back in touch with me at some point whenever you can. Okay. Wow. So, guys. Bottom line, this work is immensely powerful. It can change your life 180 degrees over and over again, which is what it's done for me. It is something you can use with other modalities. I just encourage, as I said, that you use the amalgamation so you bring whatever you're doing to help yourself into your highest good um, and that you add the strength of the divine energies to both the empowerment of whatever you're doing and or the uh, dissolving or shifting of whatever you're working on that um, might be negative in nature. So that's bottom line. We can get some incredibly fast results. We can get a magic bullet now and then. But to expect it leads us to a place of hopelessness and blame, either blame of the, something, you know, the work itself or something outside the work, blame of others or blame of ourselves. And so let's have some reasonable expectations that we're not going to roll out of bed, do one thing and suddenly we're the expert or suddenly we're fixed or suddenly we're healed or suddenly, 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 suddenly we're the tennis pro, you know. Um, I don't. I know it's, everybody knows that. I'm talking to the choir again. But somehow with the energetic work, we have that expectation for some reason. More than we would really believing if we roll out of bed, suddenly we're going to be, you know, that tennis pro. I use those analogies because it brings it home. It's like, of course. I don't believe that or think that. But somehow, if we go to a healer or we go to someone who, a psychic or, or somebody, we expect from the energetic wor world, somehow, we often expect more than we would in our normal lives in other ways. I don't know why that is, um, but it isn't reasonable and it leads to negative reactions discouragement, feelings of failure, self-attack, attack of others. We can. It could even lead to fear or it could lead to um, dismissing things and closing doors that, that really could be helpful. It just, it's just too bad that we don't have the reasonable expectations and the reasonable approach to things like we, we would in our normal lives. If somebody starts a new job in a new area, you expect 
to put in your dues, don't you? You expect to have to work hard in order to progress, to learn all that you need to learn and to move up the the ladder, so to speak. Even if we start our own business, we don't expect to be successful in two months or six months or even two years. We expect a lot of hard work and we need to do a lot to get whatever we're developing out there and successful. But somehow with the energetic work, we we have other expectations. And they often revolve around a magic bullet. Or if not a magic bullet, well, I've done the work six or eight times. I mean, what's the matter? You know what I'm saying. That kind of thing. Somehow we don't quite get the importance of the long-term commitment to make it a lifestyle. No matter what you're doing, if you decide to do yoga, you're not going to do it for a month or two, three times a week or once a week or twice a month. You're going to, if you really are going to do yoga and get the extensive benefits that it gives you, you're going to make it a lifestyle, part of your everyday world. And that's what we need to do with this energetic work. We can do it. We come fully equipped and we can be successful. Everybody can. So with that, I'm off my soapbox. I hope it's made an impression. I hope to get some feedback from some of you guys. I have my email is Janet Rich, Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Please let me know. Please give me some feedback. Please, I hope that you've come away with a better idea of of this this work, of the work in general, um, of the approach in general. Just, I hope you see the full picture a little bit better. If not, if there's still areas or you're still confused or you're, even if you disagree, you know, again, it's not about belief. I just, you know, I do this work because it's a passion and it's changed my life 180 degrees many times. I'm so different from the person I was 30 years ago. It isn't even funny. And I meet people now who I haven't seen for 20 years or 30 years and they go, well, who are you? You're not anyone like I re- you're not like I remember. Yeah, my same beingness is there. I'm still a nice person, but it's so much more than that now in the sense that I don't carry all that fear and anxiety and shyness and oh my god, et cetera, et cetera. And the same can happen for you all. Anyway, it can change your world. And I love each and every one of you. I'm here to share it. If I didn't get on the soapbox once in a while, I mean, what's the matter with me? Again, take from what I said that it means something to you. Leave the rest aside. It is not about you force-feeding you. I don't mean to force-feed you this information. I mean to be giving you the information to make it clear as best I understand it. Now, in a year, I may be adding things to it. I'm expecting to add things to it because things come in all the time. But in the moment, this is the, what I want to share. This is the bigger picture. And I really wanted you to have it. So, but again, it's not forcing you to believe it. It's not about belief. Um, you can't make that decision if you don't have the information. You can't decide, is it right, wrong, or so-so, or 
work for you or not until you have the concept. If you don't have some of these concepts, you can't make that decision. So it's just trying to inform you as best I could. And I love each and every one of you a lot, and I'm really there for each and every one of you. So please contact me, and I will be back next week. Thank you, as always, for being here, and I wish you all a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.